Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. What do we got today, Rick? We got our week three trade targets. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's poppin', fantasy champs? You know what? You know what it is? It's week three. I just realized that when you said week three trade targets. Yeah. I thought I honestly thought you screwed up the intro and I was like, wait a minute. Week three? <laughs> I know. It's the NFL season is it's flying. Like so weird. It's flying by. Right, it is. Crazy. In four weeks, it'll be week seven. It'll be like the midway point. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, anyway, welcome to week three. And uh, today is our trade targets episode. Uh, it was a contested argument in the comment section last week. I know. So, <laughs> we'll try to give you our advice the best way we can and uh, answer any questions you have in the comments. My name is Mark Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. What's up? Uh, before we jump into our trade targets, check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs, on Instagram at thefantasychampions. Uh, you can like us at facebook.com forward slash thefantasychampions. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platform, be sure to leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Also, please subscribe. Subscriptions are the best way to, to support our podcast during the regular season. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can subscribe as well. Uh, be sure if you're on YouTube, click the bell for notifications and like and comment down below. We also have an ad from our sponsor. Boom. Boom. Let's do it. So uh, we got some trade targets for you today. Um, before we jump into the real meat and bones of week three, which is starts and sits and uh, injury report for, for or in- news and injury report for week three. Um, so we'll, we'll give you our favorite, you know, obviously yesterday was the first pour. I, I like to think of um, Tuesdays and Wednesdays as the team building exercise of your fantasy team, right? because those are the two days, three days that you usually spend to build up your team, uh, and prepare for the week three, uh, what do you want to call it? Week three segment of games. Sure. Like slate of games is what I was trying to say. There we go. So we'll start as always with the sell highs and then we'll move to the less negative buy lows. Um, Last week we had Chris Carson on this list as a sell high. Obviously Um, you could still sell him high if you want. (laughs) Yeah. I I would. I mean, we actually did. I think we had like Montgomery as a buy low. The only two that I think we missed was Will Fuller. Yeah. Who, you, know, you can still still buy him low. Actually, now is an even better time to buy him low because yeah. he got injured. But um, yeah, Will Fuller we probably whiffed on, and then Chris Carson obviously was a very debatable topic, which I still kind of agree with, um, just because long term with Penny and Hyde there. But yeah, yeah. He, he 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 did have a solid week though. Yeah, um, we'll see we'll see what happens with uh, Chris Carson as the season goes along. But we did say um, I think we said sell Sammy Watkins. Uh, we said to sell Robbie mm-hmm. Anderson, who had actually had a decent week too. Yeah, um, but wasn't wasn't great. And we also said to buy Michael Thomas, which I'd still buy Michael Thomas. 100%. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. 
So as far as this week, uh, the the first sell high we have is Stefan Diggs. Now, I love yeah. Stefan Diggs, and I've thought about even running out and buying him right now because I'm so excited. But the, here's, a, here's the thing with um, – I just want to note, uh, we don't talk about defense because this is fantasy football, but Nick Bosa just got reported out for the season with a torn ACL. Yeah, oh, you didn't see that? I think no, that's I didn't. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, but anyway. Unfortunate. Um, so I guess that does take a hit on the 49ers rush defense. There you go. Yep. If, if you have, if you're worried about that. Uh, anyway, so for me, I, I wanted to kind of, I felt like I needed to put digs you know, in this box of sell high because he's, he's, he's been playing out of his mind to be honest with he's you. He's been fantastic. Yeah. Um, he's been getting targeted a lot and that's, what's giving me some hesitation to wanting to sell him high and actually want to go in and buy him because the amount that the bills have been getting him the ball is just completely crazy. You know what I mean? I, this is yep. not next, this, a team that we expected to run the ball a lot this year has not been doing that thing. You know what I mean? They've not been trying to run the ball right. at all. They've, They've been, been passing the it a lot. So that's good for Diggs. Very good for Diggs. I don't actually think, I think I was wrong on him and I think he's going to be good the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I'll, you know, not probably not buy him is because I feel like it's wise for fantasy managers to take their time and assess whether or not a player is viable or not. Like sometimes a player has a really good week and that might push their value up a little bit, but it's not going to make them a crazy buy. But I don't like to buy players, generally speaking, at their high point. Um, And it's easy to run out and say, oh my God, Stefan Diggs had 26 fantasy points or whatever it was this week. And I want to buy him because he's been ridiculously good. But now right. you're now you're buying at a high, you know, now you're buying at at the highest value that that, that player is probably going to be at. And even if you like him, it's not worth, you know, investing that kind of value or or, or uh, capital in Stefan Diggs when you could probably just wait until he has an eight point week and buy him then. Um, so for me, I play I play a weekly game of buy and sell, you know, because every the fantasy football season is like a, it's long. It's a long sure. trek building your team is a, is is not just at the draft it's through the entire season i've said that a million times but it's it's a situation where you can't just make a like a a blanket this guy's a sell high it has to be a situation where you're looking at it and on a week to week basis everything changes you know what i mean you think you overthink everything for an entire week every week and what you were thinking the previous week is not going to be the same going into the next week early last week i was trying to trade christian kirk and tyler boyd and then Tyler Boyd had six, 16 fantasy points. So the value went up on Tyler Boyd in one game. So it's like now the value, the players that I was trying to get for those two guys is not the same as it was before. So it's like, that's kind of where my mind is at when I try to make trades. It's a week to week thing. It's not a, you know, it's not something where you say, oh, the first four weeks of the season, this guy was this good and he's a buy high, you know, or buy low or whatever. So anyway, digs is a sell high for me more specifically because he's been ridiculous and he's been getting a lot of target share. I don't trust the bills to continue throwing it 40 times a game. So mm-hmm. if that does go down, I don't think it means Diggs is digs is going to be bad, but right now is a moment where Diggs is extremely high and his value is extremely high. And if you have team needs, like you probably drafted Stefan Diggs in the sixth round. If you have right. team needs at running back, if you have team needs at wide receiver, 
If you have team needs at your flex or tight end, this is your chance to address that if you need to, because you have the value of Stefan Diggs there. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I like Diggs too. I, I, I was definitely wrong on him. I was lower in the off season. I think even than you were, um, there was actually a time in the off season where you really liked Diggs, And I think you kind of pushed back a little bit. Um, and I've never really was crazy about Diggs. I was mm-hmm. kind of iffy about that offense, um, and how many times they're going to throw the ball. But I was, that's where I completely got it wrong. Cause they've, they've thrown the ball a lot the first two weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Diggs Diggs has been fantastic and I think he's going to be continuing to be good. But if you're going to trade him at his highest point, now is the week to do it. I mean, you're not, I'm not trying to go out of my way to trade Stefan Diggs. I think for a lot of these guys, all mm. three of these guys, except maybe the final guy on the sell high, but at least the first two guys, I'm not really trying to go out of my way to trade him necessarily, but you definitely see what you can get for him right now. Because right now Diggs is the wide receiver four and half PPR. Yeah. He, I don't think he's going to finish as the wide receiver four. I don't even think he's going to finish in the top five, mm-hmm. maybe not even in the top 10. Um, so I think now it would be the time to trade him. Uh, he also has a very tough matchup this coming week. He's going to go up against the Rams. He's going to be matched up against Jalen Ramsey and they're going to kind of try to shut Diggs down. So he could have a really bad week this week and it could kind of ruin his trade value for the yeah. immediate future at yep. least, for like next week or two. So if you do want to trade Diggs, now is 100% now is time, time to do it. Do it. Yeah. See, just see what you can get for him. I mean, again, if you can't get the value, you don't have to trade him at, don't have to trade him. Right. Uh, then don't trade him if you can't get that value. But if you can get a wide receiver four type value for digs, 100% do it. Yeah. Uh, the number two guy on our list, I am a little bit more hesitant to do this than you are. And um, it's Calvin Ridley. Now explain why you think he's a sell high. Okay. He, he's like one of the perfect sell highs. I'm again, not trying to trade him at all. If you can keep, <laughs> if you want to keep Calvin Ridley. Sell high intensity, you're trying to trade him though. It, it does kind of, but it, I'll explain it. You, <laughs> if you want Calvin Ridley, like you don't definitely don't have to trade him. But if you play the game, like I like to do in a lot of fantasy leagues, he had two insane weeks, two weeks with two touchdowns. He's not going to have two touchdowns every single week right now. He's the wide receiver one in fantasy by like 20 points. <laughs> he's, he's been ridiculous. I think he has five touchdowns. He he has been really, he had three touchdowns in one of the weeks. Uh, hold on, I gotta check. Did he have three in week. I one? think it might only be four, but if he has five, I mean it's absurd. That is absurd, and he's gonna be fantastic. We liked Calvin really before the draft. I mean, we talked about him as being like a no, top no. He 12. had it was just four. Sorry. Okay, Miss we talked Gordon, about him being a top twelve, top even top. I think I had him ranked eleventh um, on yeah. our draft guide. Like I loved Calvin Ridley, and it, I got some hate on that saying like he wasn't with Julio there. He's just not going to be that great. He's been fantastic. We were right about Calvin Ridley. He's been great. That's why you should trade him because I, I don't think he's going to be the wide receiver one in fantasy. If you can get wide receiver yeah. one value for Calvin Ridley, if you can get a high end running back, if you could get like uh, if put like a Deandre Hopkins type player or a Devonte Adams, who probably will be the wide receiver one in fantasy. If you can get that sort of player for him, I'm moving him 100%. Because there's going to be people in the league that just react off two weeks of football. Yeah. And through two weeks of football, he has been the best wide receiver in fantasy. I, I would be shocked if he finishes the year as a wide receiver one. Uh, I still, I, I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be top 10. Um, and heck, I think he's going to be top five. Like top seven. Uh, he's going to be top five. I mean, 
I, I wouldn't be surprised. He's got 55 fantasy much. points already, and all you need to do to get in the top five is like 250. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm with you. I think he's he's going to be a monster, but do you think he's going to be the wide receiver one at the end of the season? No, probably not. But if I'm... If I'm the if you know if I'm the Thomas owner, obviously he's going to be out for a little bit. But uh, if I'm the Devonte Adams owner and he does play this week, and I believe Devonte Adams is going to be the wide receiver one, I don't think that team is going to sell Devonte Adams for Calvin Ridley. Maybe not Devonte Adams, but do you think you could get? I mean, you said no to Clyde. I would trade him for Clyde, but uh, an, an RB one type player. Um, uh, that that could be fin- that could finish as a top five. It has back. to be. It has to be top. It has to be a top six, top seven running back. Would you trade him for like Josh Jacobs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. In would you trade? Would you trade him for? I mean, Dalvin Cook. Jeez, if Brandon walked up, if, uh, one of the guys in our league, if he walked up to me and said, "I'll take Calvin Ridley," I would rip my pants off and run around. I think there's legitimately some leagues right now where you can get a top five, top six running back yeah. for Calvin Ridley, and I'm doing that in a heartbeat yeah i mean i just it's more just like test the waters throw them out there the last the last couple years the last couple years i've learned um there there are times when you can play fantasy football too hard and i feel like i feel like calvin ridley selling right away is is playing very hard that is like you know putting him on the trade like putting him on the trade block and seeing what you get for him is not what you could get for That's him is not a bad idea. I'm, I'm not really again. I'm if somebody walks up to you and gives you a Godfather offer for Calvin Ridley, then do it. But you know, maybe you know, no, I don't I disagree with you, you very well. In a lot of leagues, can get a Godfather offer for Calvin Ridley. Right yeah, now. hear us out when we say this because I actually agree with Rick on this. But hear us out when we say this. We're not telling you to trade Calvin Ridley. Like if you're like, oh my god, why would you say just trade Calvin Ridley? He's, he's ridiculous. He's going to be the I, wide I receiver. Just traded him for Leonard Fournette, Fournette. And, and then Fournette got ten points, and Calvin Ridley got another fifteen to twenty. What, anyway, what, what what was that? Yeah, it's I like, don't want to hear trying. that crap, but I also don't want to hear people like trashing us for Calvin Ridley not like oh, us putting Calvin Ridley on the sell high list. I I just think at this point Rick is right. It is a sell high. I, it's more of like a. Put him on the trade block and see what you can get. And you're not unless playing it right if you don't at least put him on the block. Yeah, but I don't. I don't recommend playing too hard, like texting sure. every single team in the league and saying, "What, what do you and want no. for Calvin Ridley?" I mean, like, and, you're not, and don't just trade. Don't just like, oh, that's the to best trade him to like, trade. Have him. like three offers, yeah. Ridley, and don't just trade him the, for the best one because it was the best one. Like you have Calvin Ridley. Like, yeah, you, there's no rush to get rid of him. All right. Um, but again, if you can get someone. If so if someone I I really do think in and depending on the league you're in someone will get if, maybe if you're a Fal- in like a league with a bunch of Falcons fans yeah. someone will get stupid on Calvin Ridley yeah I mean I'm, I'd get stupid on Calvin Ridley <laughs> yeah I don't know I freaking love Ridley I I, I mean, too. like I said, the, the, the touchdown, you're right about the touchdown share, but the biggest thing is that he, we talked about this in the off season and I don't want to spend any more time on Calvin Ridley, but we talked about him in the off season and how, you know, Hayden Hurst was not going to come in and take the Austin Hooper role. He hasn't, you know, he's taken a role of his own, but it has not been the same role that Austin Hooper had last year. So that opened up target share that opened up one massive area that Calvin Ridley has always had success with the Falcons in, and that's red zone target share. And that is what's happening in these games is they get in the red zone and they always get in the red zone a lot. They throw the ball to Calvin Ridley. They don't throw it to Russell Gage. They don't throw it to Julio Jones. They throw it to Calvin Ridley. And I would not be surprised if we see a 14 to 16 touchdown season from Calvin Ridley, which it sounds insane, but he's already got four. 
You're telling me he can't score 10 over the next 14 weeks? All right, very possible, but he's not getting 32, which is what he's on pace for right now. No, no, he's just, God, if he got, I calculated that today, he would have 430 fantasy points if he did that. Exactly. In half PPR, not in stand, not not in full PPR. That's in half PPR. Right. So uh, Um, anyway, yeah, Calvin Ridley is a sell high. Yeah, that's sort of my point. But anyway, uh, number three on our list is Odell Beckham. He had 15. Uh, this one will be a little bit quicker because we spent too much time on Calvin Ridley. But um, Odell had, I believe it was only three catches. Is that proper or is it four catches? He had four catches. Four catches for 70-something yards and a touchdown? Yep. Okay. So Odell had a very good game. It was a really, a lot of it was on one play which is always Odell Beckham. That's the, every single, like he did the same exact that came out, pooped yeah. himself week one last year. Week two, he goes out on Thursday night football. Exact same thing happened. Big catch for a touchdown. Right. Giving him a good fantasy week. This does not mean Odell is back. Sorry, friends. Um, I like Odell Beckham, but we know this, this offense is going to be, the Browns look exactly like they did last year, like 100% to the T like they did last year. Good against the bad yep. teams, bad against the good teams. That nothing has changed. They're going to be playing in ne- negative game scripts for the majority of the season. Odell Beckham, that might be a good thing for him, but as soon as he faces a good corner, he's going to get shut down. And right. and they're going to when they're not forcing it to Odell, Odell's a lot better. But the problem is when they get into the game, they just start. Odell puts a lot of pressure on quarterbacks to get him in the ball in situations where, you know, they need to get into the game. And he wants to try to be a part of the the win, and which is fine. But when you're forcing the ball to a wide receiver, it doesn't work. So um, not to trash Odell Beckham, but I don't think he's going to be good the rest of the season. He still carries that name value. Even though he had a bad year last year, he still carries that name value of Odell Beckham, the upside of Odell Beckham if he comes a top-end you know, wide receiver again. And if he continues to play out of his mind, like this is what Odell can be, right? The excitement around that. And the fact that he had 15 points this week, that's sellable. I don't know what you can get for him. I don't know if there's somebody in your league that maybe is a Browns fan or somebody that's yeah. high on Odell will take him. But now is the time to sell Odell before he has another bad week. And people start really questioning whether or not Odell is ever going to be Odell again. Yeah, I think I actually have a decent week this week against Washington, but I do agree with the overall selling of Odell. Um, that offense is going to be so run yeah. heavy as well this year. Uh, and Odell, through two games this season, has seven catches mm-hmm. for 96 yards. I mean, that's not – I know he's had some good tar- – like week one he had 10 targets, and week two he had six. Um, so if he gets around like – if he's closer to like that six targets a week, right? he's just, he's, he's just not going to be what – you want him to be still. I mean, he, I think he can be a, a, a decent wide receiver too. Um, but with that name recognition, I think you could probably get a really good package for him, especially coming off a week where he did get like, I think 16 fantasy points or whatever it was um, against the Bengals. So yeah, it, I, I definitely would look to trade Odell. I think he's going to be really touchdown dependent this year. Yeah. Um, he's going to get, he's going to get like 50, 60 receiver. He's probably going to get closer to like 60. He'll probably get around like sixty receiving yards a game. Yeah, um, and then it's just gonna it's just gonna be the difference of him getting a touchdown or not to bring that up from like fifteen points to, to eight points or whatever it ends up being. Um, so yeah, I, I probably I, I definitely would try to trade Odell um, if if you especially if you need like a running back if you had Barkley or McCaffrey, you kind of need a, a second yeah. running back now. 
um, in your starting lineup, I would, I would try to trade Odell for him. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, uh, I agree. Let's move on <laughs> too much Odell. Um, so let's move into the buy low candidates. Number one on our list for buy low is Deontay Johnson. Um, I love Johnson. I don't remember if we didn't put him on the list last week. Um, and I don't know. I can't remember if we put him on the, the list in week one, but I don't think we did. I don't think we might have been week one, but I, we did not last week. So Deontay Johnson is a buy for me because after week one, he had 10 targets around six fantasy points total. And it wasn't the best game fantasy point wise, but the fact that he had 10 targets was really uh, intriguing. And um, Juju did get both of the touchdowns in that game. So it wasn't like uh, Deontay had a shot to have uh, that upside to score a touchdown this past week, 13 targets, eight receptions, 80 something yards. I think it was 80 something yards. Um, And he, and he caught 92 yards, 92 yards and he caught a touchdown. And my big thing with Deontay Johnson, and I'm not predicting this at all, but he fills that Antonio Brown role for the Steelers. And I drew comparisons right before the season started. I looked up online, Antonio Brown's breakout year and Deontay Johnson's breakout year uh, or what his breakout year could look like, I should say. But when AB broke out, he wasn't expected to be this explosive receiver. He was a sixth to eighth round pick. And people were drafting him in that vicinity. And then that year he went on to be the wide receiver one, Deontay Johnson, sixth to eighth round pick is Deontay Johnson going to be the next Antonio Brown. I'm not saying he's going to be the wide receiver one. You you draw the parallels. I think he can be a wide receiver one this year, especially if he continues to get that target share. There's not going to be, if he gets 10 to 13 targets a game, there's going to be very little games where he only ends up with six fantasy points. And, um, so, and you know, Antonio Brown had like three or four poop games a season with, with big Ben as his quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that can be expected, but I think Deontay Johnson right now, if you buy him, you can get him at a, you know, sure. He had 19 fantasy points this week, but you can get him at a, okay, we don't know what this player is value. Um, and then watch him explode. And when he does, you know, then obviously you get way more value in return than waiting until everyone is like, holy crap, this guy's really good. Everybody's on the train, yeah. I don't think everybody is on the train yet, which is why you should definitely try to buy him, especially if the guy who owns him in your league. Um, well, if you watch this podcast for a while, you probably would have drafted him anyway. <laughs> he's probably already on your team. <laughs> yeah, but no. if he's not, um, yeah, the guy who owns him, he might have drafted him in like the eighth round is just a stash and sees that he has two good weeks, but still just right, sees the name right. Deontay Johnson and is like, well, he's a pretty good bench player. That would be a perfect opportunity to go and try to trade for him right now. I mean, the 23 targets through two weeks is fantastic. 10 targets, 13 targets. And he gets double-digit targets a week, man. He is. There's a chance he could be a wide receiver one, honestly. Not the wide receiver one, but a wide receiver one. Like a top 12 fantasy wide receiver. I think that's very much in the realm of possibility if he gets that many targets a week. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think Deontay Johnson, you you pretty much touched on everything with him. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's definitely a must-add. I'm not sure he he I'm not sure he's going to be Antonio Brown, but as you said, he's going to play that Antonio Brown role for the yeah. Steelers. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he's definitely now would be the time to go get him. He's playing against Houston next week too, so he could he could have a monster week again. Yeah, um, number two, the uh, Kenyon Drake is a buy low for us. Um, we obviously like Kenyon Drake. He hasn't had horrible weeks, but his weeks haven't been good either. So. 
No, he uh, has 13 and a half fantasy points week one, 10 fantasy points week two. Uh, both weeks, I believe he had 20 plus touches. I think week one, he might have had 18, but you know, it is what it is. I don't know. Within the margin of error there. Um, so for me, like when you look at Kenyon Drake, he's getting the opportunity. Um, it doesn't look good in game. Like when you watch their games, the amount that Edmonds is on the field is a little bit disconcerting. Um, but he is getting the work at some. Here's my thing is that if he continues to get 18 to 20 touches a game, he's going to get 10 fantasy points like as a floor. Well, that's yeah. There you go. You're touching on you're touching on my main argument. See, here. that's the, I try, I try to do that, but he his if his floor is ten fantasy points a game, um, you know, and then he adds a touchdown or he adds, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you saw week one he scored a touchdown late and it, it ended up equaling fourteen fantasy points, you know. So it's like if I think there are going to be weeks where he gets twenty five, thirty fantasy points because that's what he did last year. Um, but I also think there is going to be weeks where he gets eight, nine, 10 fantasy points and doesn't have the best week. Sure. He just hasn't had one of those big weeks yet to kind of change the tide. And I think for me, like if I own him, I'm holding Kenyon Drake. And if I don't have him, I'm going out and trying to buy Kenyon Drake. Yeah. I mean, with Kenyon Drake, the Cardinals, the Cardinals could start five and zero this year. It's crazy. Their schedule is so easy. They have Detroit, Carolina, and the jets coming up. Those are three bad defenses yeah. um in three straight weeks and it's not like people have i mean you own Kenyon drake and you've seen a lot of uh cardinals games and you know how chase edmonds has been kind of concerning for you yeah but the snap percentage and everything that is true but on the ground at least Kenyon drake had 20 carries this week chase edmonds had three yeah. uh drake rushed for 4.3 yards a carry which isn't great but it's not terrible better than week edmonds, one Edmonds averaged one yard a carry. In, in his oh, he was day. horrible. He's not right, good. So, that team, when when you watch the games, that team gets worse when Drake when Edmonds is on the field. And I don't know why they continue. Running, I think he's a fine pass catching back. He is um, a good pass catcher, but there are just there are moments in the game when I when I talk about he's not good in game situations. It's yeah. it's not really necessarily that he's bad pass catching or he does something bad. It's just that. Like, for example, there was two plays in the game where Kenyon Drake, they gave the ball to him two times. Can't remember if it was passing or rushing, but he ended up gaining in two plays nine yards to get them to third and one. And then they put Edmonds out there. They swing him on an outside route and he gets tackled in the backfield for a loss of three. And it's like, why did why did Edmonds go into the game when Drake was moving the ball? Like, there's no need for it. So. I feel like they're wasting a lot of their time and energy and efficiency on having Edmonds on the field. And it shows, it shows on paper. It shows in the stat sheet. It shows in game when you're watching him, Drake should be on the field. He may not have been as efficient as you would like in the first couple of weeks, but he's far more efficient than chase Edmonds. Yeah. I mean, I definitely Kenyon Drake. Um, he is more efficient than Chase Edmonds, especially on the ground. Yeah. And he's had his hardest game. San Francisco in week one is a tough matchup. Washington, you know, isn't they don't have a great defense but that front seven is very good right the secondary is not great but the second the front seven is very good so it's they they at least have a solid rush defense um he's got such easy matchups going forward i think this is the perfect time to go buy Kenyon drake right against detroit and carolina and the jets he's especially the jets man they're a mess but that's a story for another day (laughs) um when they play against those teams, he's going to probably get a touchdown. And he, one right. of those three games, he could have a big, like 20 plus 30, maybe even a 30 point week. And everybody's going to be rushing to get Kenny Drake. But by then it'll be too late. I think these next few weeks is the time to go get him. 
Agreed. Uh, the final guy on our list is Kenny Galladay. Kenny G. Kenny G. Steak. Love Kenny Galladay. So Galladay has yet to play a snap in 2020. Yep. And uh, he was hurt. Don't even know why, to be honest with you. I should, probably should have done more research on, uh, on Kenny had, Galladay. I think he was battling a... Jeez, oh, I don't even remember. I'll look it up. But anyway, uh, he was he's missed two weeks in a row here to start the season and um he very uh, he's needed in that offense i'll say that it was um, a hamstring injury hamstring injury uh so there it sounds like they're they're taking it slow with him just to make sure he doesn't yeah. get hurt but it is he, right now it's confirmed that he's going to play week three i believe yep so with kenny galladay being back in the lineup it's a good thing the the lions have not looked great matt stafford has been struggling um they've not looked great as a team moving the football this this year They've um, been okay, but not as good as they should be. Yeah, and so I think Galladay is going to help that. Even like for the Hawkinson owners who are nervous that Kenny Galladay is going to steal reps, I think Hawkinson. Help. <laughs> I think no. That's what I was going to say is that having yeah. Galladay on the team is now going to pull some of that pressure off TJ Hawkinson to have success. So I feel like you know you're most definitely going to see him. Even maybe even get, I would say an increase in target share. But we're going to talk about Kenny Galladay. Um, mm-hmm. But Galladay is is you know. He was a top seven wide receiver last year. He is a very, very good wide receiver. He has ability to put up 20 to 30 point games and yep. he's fantastic. I mean, there's nothing else to say. I'm, I'm not going to, I spent a whole off season talking about Kenny Galladay. If you want to hear about it, go back and listen to it. Um, I think he's a, I think he's a buy because there's been two weeks in a row. And I think I, I like to take advantage of owners who are, um, uh, impatient with their players. You know, if yep. you, if you stop playing, for certain amount. I mean, it took me six, it took me six days into the regular season to try to trade Miles Sanders because I was freaking pissed off that he was, he missed week one. And I'm like, I'm done with this guy, like freaking clown shoe missing a game already, you know? I, and I was pissed off. And it's like that. Some, some people are like that where you can take advantage of their impatience with a player. Um, and Galladay is pushing the patience. I think of a lot of fantasy owners, um, with his, his lack of play. So I would target him this week, try to get him on your team before he starts playing. Um, the hamstring injury is a little bit concerning, but overall, I think in the end, you know, it could end up being a, a decent, um, addition to the team. Yeah. I mean, you hung up on me, so I, I didn't really know what you were saying there. Sorry. Um, did I really hang up on you? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, frick this guy, just get him out of the podcast. We don't need to listen to him anymore. <laughs> like it's, it's my show now. It's I my so. show. I take, um, I just took over. Yeah. I, Kenny I, mean, I, I talk, I talk about 90% of the time anyway. I just let you, I let you have your time. Um, <laughs> I was yeah, like, I, I was like talking about Galladay for a good five minutes there. And I'm like, where the freak is Rick? You come in anytime now, bud. <laughs> he just hung up on me. Um, yeah, no, I got Galladay. Uh, I, I do really like, uh, I think people are definitely going to, as you said, like they had, they drafted him and then he hasn't played the first two weeks. He, they could be impatient. They could go off to an own two start. Maybe they had Barkley or McCaffrey as well. And they desperately need yeah. a running back. Right. Uh, Galladay is definitely for sure. One of the best buys of the week. Yeah. Um, he's going up against the Cardinals this week right. who, have an improved defense, but I still think they have some weaknesses there. Um, and he could have a big week right away in week three. Um, then he's got a tough match against the saints, but then after that, he's got the Jaguars and Falcons 
So he's he's got he's got don't, some easy don't games. Make fun of, don't make fun of Jacksonville. Up. What is it? Don't hate on Jacksonville. Uh, well, I'm hating on their defense. I was hoping right? so hard they win this week. <laughs> I know I was rooting for him too, but but yeah, I I think Galladay's a wide receiver, a low end wide receiver one right now that you can get for um, a pretty cheap price, like maybe maybe a wide receiver two, yeah, and, uh, and a, like a, a flex option you could probably get package those two guys or at least make a package to go get Kenny Galladay I think right now would be the perfect time to do so yeah yeah totally agree um all those are all our trade targets yeah I think we're done we're, we're good we're good for week three trade targets we hope you enjoyed the episode leave a comment down below if you have any trade questions or information about trades whatever you want to talk about yeah. just do it in the comment don't forget to check out our website thefantasychampions.com follow us on twitter and instagram we'll talk to you thursday fantasy champs Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.